Rachel Maga is the founder of 104 Social, a social media marketing company whose mission is to inspire creativity and passion through authentic storytelling in the digital space. Rachel founded the company in 2015 and has worked with many different clients throughout the years, including Jerome Bettis and Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, Rachel, thank you so much for joining me today. It's, uh, it's a pretty big honor. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. So stepping out of my comfort zone a little bit, I guess, Rachel, this is, you know, because typically 90% of the guests are coaches, soccer coaches and occasional basketball coach. And I think you're the second non quote unquote sport coach that I've had. So sorry, well, you couldn't be the first, you. but I feel honored. <laughs> yeah. So Rachel, as, as a CEO of 10 social, could you just give us a brief, brief descri- uh, description of what it is and how you started it and yeah, yeah everything. For sure. So I started my career. So I graduated from Robert Morris University um, and started my career working at Dick's Sporting Goods in their media department. Truly was over the moon excited that that was what I went to school for. That's exactly what I you know had hoped to land coming out of school. I learned for myself that the corporate world and being in a cubicle for eight hours a day was not exactly what I thought it might be. Um, so the Dex is a wonderful company. Um, I decided to kind of break off and look into how can I do social media for other companies? I did a little bit of work with Pittsburgh Post Gazette um, and then just kind of decided, you know what, I think I can do this on my own. I was 24, I had my first little boy and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, so I asked a few people and found out that I had to get an LLC. So went, got an LLC um, and went to an event the following week. And this gentleman came up to me, we were just talking and he was like, you know, what do you do? And I was like, oh, I, I do social media. And I had no idea what that meant. Um, and he was like, wait, what, what, what year was this around this time? This was so seven years ago. Okay, so this yeah. is like kind of right in peak social media as it oh, is. Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Still a little late. Um, yeah. but not exactly peak, but um, we're catching I think up. Instagram's still at the brown logo at this. It point. was, yeah, so, yeah. So, so this this gentleman was like, "Yeah, I have this client, and um, you know, I I do his Instagram." Or no, he said, I, I do his Twitter, um, but I think we need to create, create an Instagram account. And I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. That's, that's what I'll, that's what I do. Um, so fast forward the next day, he called me and he was like, you know, the client that I was talking about is Jerome Bettis. And I was like, oh, fabulous. I was like, his restaurant. And he was like, no, no, him personally, like his Twitter. And I was like, okay. He's like, you know, is that what you do? I was like, yep. And for 48 hours, I didn't sleep, and I Googled literally everything. Um, he asked me for an agreement. I had no idea how to draft a contract or agreement or anything like that. So I always start by telling that story because I think so many times my employees come in, you know, in an interview, and they're like, you know, I don't have the experience, and, you know, I don't know. And I had zero experience and just jumped in um and i'm such a believer and if you're a good person that you know good things happen so that's how time four started um and since then we've worked with lots of wonderful athlete celebrities but mostly um small and mid-sized businesses did did you tell this guy that you you know that you didn't really have that much experience or did you kind of say like nope this is what i do let's do it you know i'm sure he knew I'm sure it was obvious, Um, but honestly, it was just more so of constantly thinking through, you know, this is such a wonderful experience and how can I 
bring my value to, you know, both Jerome and his team um, and really kind of help to keep building those relationships. Yeah. So what was it like working with the boss, being a oh big Steelers fan that I am? I mean, yeah. The absolute best. Everything you ever hope in your, an athlete that you've looked up to your whole life, he is that and so much more. He's such a good guy. That's awesome. That's awesome. What a, what a great first client, huh? Yeah, it's been, it's been a crazy ride. Yeah, so so what so what happened after that? So right, was it like kind of a couple of years that you worked with him? You said okay, well we can make. Yeah, a so I worked with him for I managed his social for about four years, um, and went to the Hall of Fame with him when he got inducted, wow. and did a Super Bowl and kind of got to experience all of that. Um, and then we kind of repositioned our company to say, you know, we're not going to only have, you know, two or three accounts. We really want to make sure that everything we do is scalable and that we are able to continue to keep growing. Um, so we, he's working with a wonderful team now. Um, but now what we kind of reposition into is how do we find individuals? It's not even about the company. A lot of times people say like, what's your like ideal client? Um, it's not by size, it's not X dollars in revenue. It's who truly knows their mission, vision and values and who has a story that they want to tell and allow people into their story. Um, and that's kind of who, who we work with. Yeah, that's awesome. That was awesome. So when, what, so was it, was 104 Social created in, when you first started working with, with Bettis? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, so um, yeah. So I started ten four. So the ten four, the name ten four social comes from my husband's a police officer. So the ten four being message received. Um, that's how we named our agency. That's clever. That is clever. Um, thank you for your husband for his yeah. service. By the way, um, that's awesome. So when when did you first hire somebody for ten four? Um, truly, like day. 10. Um, it was early oh, wow. because we definitely knew that, you know, for us to be able to continue to grow and to be able to have the team around us to be able to keep our services to the expectations that we have. So a lot of times whenever I say that people are like, holy smokes, that's early on. Yeah. I explain to everybody who I, anytime I sit down with anybody as a potential client and they say, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm just going to hire, you know, my niece. I really think she's like the person she's creative. She does a great job. There is no social media account, no matter if you're an individual or a brand that can be run by one person. You need a graphic designer, you need a photographer, videographer, copywriters, you need strategy, you need campaigns. So there's so many different elements that I think too often people think like, oh, well, I can just run that, yeah. um, but I can't do a day of this without my entire team now. So, so that's pretty good self-awareness early on to realize you say, hey, I can't do this alone. Yeah. Let me go find some people sure. to, to work with. Huh. For sure. So what, what do you do best social media wise? Like what, what were your strengths at that point? Yeah, I would say um, for me, it's all creative. I love, you know, how to think outside of the box, how to do the not the expected campaigns um, and doing really fun and unique partnerships. That's really what my passion lies in. And then obviously I'm all things sales and kind of relationship building. Um, so that's really, that's been what I've stayed in my lane and then obviously hired people who are much smarter than I am in those other areas. How is so how have you kind of developed a leadership style from day one, day or day ten, I should say, when you first hired somebody to, to now actually having a team? You know, what's what is your leadership style encompass? It's so funny and so I also, you know, always share that I have zero agency experience, which is yeah really strange to own an agency. So typically the normal course is you go work at an agency, you learn everything they do, you break away and you go do it yourself. 
I didn't. I did the opposite. I had no idea how agencies are run. I still don't know, other than I have lots of partnerships now um, with other agencies. But I am so disciplined and focused that the only thing that I care about, no matter if we're offering social media marketing, if we start up Celsius Studios, which we do that too, um, or whatever business venture we're on, I just want to make sure that everybody truly loves their work and is passionate about it and they want to be here. So that's my leadership style is what can I do for our team to so that they know that they're appreciated, that they have so much fun going around in the city and recording TikTok videos all day. We just went to Kennywood as a yeah. team for social media day. Rachel, it's the greatest city in the world. How can you not have fun in this city, right? <laughs> right, that's what I mean. Like, it's so fun. Um, yeah. And we just have a wonderful, wonderful team that, you know, we all want to be 120% at all times because we all depend on one another. So it's yeah. it's really, it's a really, really fun time here. How many people is it? Um, we're at eight full-time um, and two part-time. Oh, wow. Okay, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, congrats there. Um, what's been the most successful campaign so far, or at least your most memorable? And I know you did some work with Juju. Was it was it with working with Juju? Is he yeah, awesome? so Juju was super fun. Um, so what basically how that story? Because again, there's always a story. Yeah. Um, we were working with Salud Juicery, and they came to us and said, "We just want to do something really fun that nobody's expecting." And we're like, how fun would it be if there was if Juju had his own Juju juice? Um, so we truly just got on 10 floors Instagram, DM'd them and said, hey, we have something really cool we want to talk to you about. And him being the amazing human that he is, yeah. he's like, yeah, sure, what's up? Um, so we just started talking. We're like, hey, come down. We'll do a shoot together. And that's where it all started. We did a shoot. He loves the product already, so that was easy. Right. Um, and then while we were at the shoot, we kind of pitched the whole, let's have you create your own juice. And we went from the very beginning, laid out all the ingredients. He came in, he was like shaking stuff up, mixing it all. Um, and he came up with his own and then all the proceeds went to his foundation. Um, and then we've since been able to do lots of wonderful work together. Yeah. We're super sad to see him yeah. leave, mm -hmm. but we have high hopes that he'll be back one day. Not to get off track, but I think we'll be back next year. Right? That's, that's what I'm thinking. That's what we I'm hope thinking. so. We hope um, so. He's a pretty awesome human. Yeah. But we can say the Steelers talk for another day. So <laughs> what, it, what, I, what also interests me too, and we talked before about this, is just a personal brand. So obviously being a coach myself and talking to a lot of high school, college athletes, you know, what, what do you define a personal brand as? So to us, when we talk about personal brand, it's truly what is the message that you want to put out in the social media world and what are the reactions and the emotions you want people to feel when they see it so when you create a personal brand i think that you know it's really easy to say you know i want to be the next influencer i'm going to get a million views on my tiktok video and this is why i'm going to but honestly the accounts that truly go viral and the the individuals who build a true and authentic audience are ones that share their story um, and you know the ups the downs and they're just very transparent through the process because people can connect with that so we do I get the privilege to talk to many student athletes at a high school level and just how can you make sure that the message that you're putting out there is one that's going to help to attract a potential sponsor um, protect mm -hmm. potential um, I keep saying sponsorship because we're planning an event. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and, you know, how, how can you make sure that you are helping to give those athletes or those coaches and those recruiters the right message? So we really help them on 
how do you put how do you start your YouTube channel and you know how are you documenting your best plays and how are you tagging them and how are you you know after a coach has a great win how do you send them a tweet that says hey coach just want to say we're out here we're watching you we're cheering for you you know that was awesome because those are the individuals that when they are looking from a recruiting aspect their names kind of start coming up over and over again and they're more aware again all things that you know already yeah. but it's the students that take that extra step I think so many of them don't realize just how valuable that is and how you can make sure that you're putting that information out there to be seen you know rewind 20 years ago it was not so easy <laughs> right, to get in right. front of coaches as it is today so by being able to put out that positive message being uplifting is so 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 important and then the exact flip side of that which is where all the parents love to chime in on this part of my presentation is you know when you are out with friends what are you putting out and what are things to be aware of i think for me the reason why i'm so passionate about this is because i learned this so early on with jerome of it's you can be you know front and center in the photo and it can look perfect and everything's great but in that tippity top corner right there if yeah. there's something that can tell a whole nother story it just raises so many questions yeah. um so it's just really making sure that we're helping to let them know what type of content to be putting out and how to be aware of the ways that it can be perceived that's funny yeah it just reminds me of the, the way I learned was my freshman year of college, I put up a, so I was obviously 18 at the time, put up a picture of my buddies and I, there are a couple of like Bud Light bottles in there. And of course my coach sees it next day we're running and I was just like, and then I was getting, you know, yelled at for being an idiot and all these different things. And I was like, okay, learned good lesson right. done. Like now I know, but so, so speaking of that, what are some of the biggest mistakes that, that you do see um, high school and even college athletes for that matter that, that they put out? I think literally to your point, you know, I think a big one that we always see and, you know, a lot of times the kids always look back at their parents because when I do this presentation, typically the students are on one side and the adults are on the right. other. So we get some really good conversations going on. Um, but is, you know, to your point, you can have, you know, beer or cigarettes or whatever in the back quarter and it could be your parents, which is right. totally legal and A-OK, -okay, but it's right. perceived as, nope, this is you. You're, you know, laying on the couch watching a movie and you look like you're passed out because there's alcohol behind you. Right. So it's, it's unfortunate for those individuals because, you know, they have to look at things and such. They are always being looked at under a magnifying glass. Mm -hmm. But to me, I'm such a positive human that, again, it goes to it's not about, you know, how you're being every move is being watched. It's the opportunity that you have to capture their attention and to be able to have a conversation with them that you might not have already have had. Hmm. To capture the attention, I like, I like that. That's, that's interesting. I guess context too is key, is key in a lot, in a lot of things. But um, what do you recommend then for people, for athletes, high school, college, trying to start a personal brand? You know, what are, what are some ways to help them get started, to help them get noticed a little bit more? And even if we take one step further at the college level, it's like, you know, how do they kind of create a brand to help uh, market themselves in a better way. Yeah, so this is something that we hear a lot. So we actually just created a whole course around it um, that is going to be released in about the next three weeks. But basically, the course is just it, it has a ton of questions. It's a work. It's truly like a four-hour workbook session of you know what is your why? What you know as an individual? 
why do you want to be on this team? Or why do you want to play the sport to begin with? And getting deep onto that level and making sure that all of the content you put out falls into one of those different content pillars, whether it's workouts or school or everyday life, just to have some kind of structure into what type of content you want to put out is going to help you to build that audience that can connect. I think, you know, and if you are on TikTok and you see all these individuals saying, you know, I know how to take your account from zero to 100,000. They all say the exact same thing. And it's just figure out what you want to say and make sure that you're saying it in a way that people can relate to. So we have a whole course on that. Um, and it is it is really helpful because to your point, you just don't know where to start. You know, it's it's more of like, yeah, that sounds great, but it's a commitment as well. You know, oh, yeah. to go viral on TikTok, you have to be posting three to four times a day. Nobody has time for that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's the way that the platform is right now and that will go away. You, you know, Facebook, you post anything and you get yeah. no views on anything. So that's the way TikTok will go one day, but um, for right now you can definitely take advantage of it and be able to build a very quick audience. Yeah. Nobody has time for it, so that's where that's where you guys come in, right? Say, hey, that's right. We'll that's right. Yeah. yeah. I'm a, I'm a learner. <laughs> but I want to shift gears again, going back to kind of how you started ten four and mm-hmm. what was what was a very challenging time that you had? Didn't was there ever a time where you said, okay, well, hey, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I need to start and go to go to agency route and then learn and then come back, or or was it always kind of like you knew you were over gonna overcome any any challenge or what? I think because I was so young, I was you know. I was able to make mistakes and, you know, I didn't start this today. I'm 32. I'm not starting it today. I have, you know, a lot of history and I made all the mistakes in the world. I tell everybody if ever I was going to write a book, it was going to be all the things not to do in business because you have to learn it and you have to go through all the challenging times. I think for me, the most challenging part is talking with so many successful business individuals and them reminding me daily that I need to hire individuals with more experience. But to me, my core is I want to be a mentor. I want to help. I want to help to, you know, let people know you can actually love your job and you don't have to be miserable just to get that extra paycheck. Um, So being so disciplined in that and creating a company culture that we have um, that is not normal, um, I would say is definitely the most challenging, but by far the most rewarding. By not normal, you you just mean fun, right? <laughs> and not not even that. Just from a you know, our we there's so much creative freedom, and I think yeah. that you know, anytime we talk with anybody who comes in, and you know, any of our we just had a couple individuals start this last week. Um, understanding the full creative freedom that we have with our clients is just not normal. We our clients truly trust us 110 percent and say, give us the best work where typically there's a whole approval process. There's, you know, this needs to get approved by this individual and then this team and then the board and then this, where for us, it's just, if you have a good idea, sprint with it is just not the the typical approval process. How'd you build the trust with the the clients you bring on board? Because obviously it starts with you, right? So it's like, you know, how do you... You know, Jesse, this is a great question. If I ever figure out the answer, I will be sure to let you know. People... I've found just truly trust us. And I think that a lot of it comes from, we are so transparent. And when you talk with our team, and it's not a me thing, it's the team, when you talk with them and you fully understand that they have your absolute best intentions 24 seven out for you, 
naturally people just give us that trust. Why Jerome trusted me when I had literally zero experience? Like I always say, like I was like this little white girl, like tweeting on my couch and my husband's looking at me like, how Rachel, like how, you know, nothing about football. And I'm like, don't worry, I'm doing what the announcers say. Like I, I just have always kind of went with it, jumped all in and somehow some way it's worked so far. What, do you have any daily habits that like you feel that are, are needed to be successful? I would say my daily habit is just constantly trying to educate myself more and more and more and more. And, you know, not even just in like what's new in social media, because like you got to give up on that because right. Instagram just changed everything last night and we're all very stressed about it. Um, but it's, it's, you know, how do you listen to different books and how do you, I do a lot of audible, like don't actually sit there and read, which I know I should, um, but just trying to absorb as much as I can yeah. and learn from people and being okay with the way that they did it and the way that they were successful does not necessarily need to be my way, but there's something that happened along that way that I can appreciate and know that we are doing this for the right reasons. Um, so I would say that would be my daily habit is just being obsessive with yeah. learning and learning and learning and learning. So what did Instagram do that, are, that we're stressing about? Um, so the grid, which we live by our Instagram grids, because we want to make sure everything is very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Um, they're all going full screen now. So when you look at Instagram grid, it's all um, long horizontal rectangles, not beautiful, perfect squares anymore. Interesting. I guess I, w I wouldn't notice something like that, but. So, <sighs> yeah. so, so we're, all we're of our happy. graphics, everything is like chopped off now. and. Fine. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll, we'll, we, we just adjust to it, right? That's right. That's yeah. right. So, last question I like to ask Rachel is: Typically, when whenever you work with these clients or work with hire whoever, you know, what, what's the type of legacy that that you want to leave for them? And what do what do you want people to say about Rachel, the great ten four social CEO? Um, I would honestly, it's not what I want people to say about us. It's what I want individuals to be able to say about our clients and to truly know that what they're building, they are so passionate about and that message is coming through on their social. If we do that for them, then I feel good about 10-4. I would much rather constantly be pushing them into the spotlight um, and making sure that their message and their story is being told and people are connecting with it and they, you know, feel that that is somebody that they do want to trust with, you know, whether it's just going out to a dinner with, you know, their significant other, or if it's, you know, a financial investor that they're giving all of their money to, we want to make sure that they still have that emotional trust and tie with the brand. Um, and that's, that's all I want our team to be able to do. Sure. Love that answer. Well, Rachel, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much. And, sure. um, I'll see you around the burg, I guess. Sounds good. Thank you so much, Jesse.